0: All right. I am Standard Time's digital editor, Brennan Curie, and I'm here with reporter Kurt Brown, who's been on the case at the Michelle Carter trial, and they just wrapped up day two of testimony here. It's uh, Wednesday. And uh, what were some of the biggest takeaways from you sitting in court today?
1: Well, Brendan, thank you. The, the Some of the biggest takeaways that um, I left the courthouse with is the prosecution is presenting its case, and they're b- uh, building it bit by bit by bit. They have um, they have had a slew, not a slew, but they've had several um, acquaintances of Michelle Carter, either from King Philip Regional High School or from her softball team, King Philip Pride, who have testified of <coughs> about how she was just starved for attention. She just did not feel that she. Um, had any friends. There's this one very sad moment where one of her her, uh, classmates at King Philip said that uh, in a text, Michelle said to her, I just, there is just no one who I feel I can hang out with on a Friday night or a Saturday night, just like any normal high school age uh, person would want to do.
0: So this seemed like the prosecution was kind of presenting their version of Michelle Carter and what she was like, I guess, right, as a,
1: as a person? That is absolutely correct, and it, <laughs> it coincides with uh, Mary, the, the one of the prosecutors, Mary Claire Flynn's opening statement that um, Michelle Carter was needy and was starved for attention, uh, and she used... Uh, Conrad Roy III as a pawn in a game of, left, uh, of life and death. Uh, now, the prosecution is presenting evidence to show just that there is validity to their opening statement.
0: Now, there was an interesting piece of testimony. It seemed like it was kind of small, but it might be uh, important in the long run. Uh, one of her softball teammates talked about how her behavior in June and July of 2014 seemed pretty normal to her. Why is that going to be important later on?
1: The uh, thank you. The um, during pretrial arguments, the prosecution has said that defense plans to say that um, plans to say through their me- medical expert that Michelle Carter was had many friends that she was well liked. Uh, all through her high school career and then during the period of June and July of 2014 July of 2014 is when Conrad Roy took his own life and when prosecutors say that she encouraged and assisted assisted him in uh, in that act her her acquaintances are saying that there's no break in her her actions that her, Actions in 2013 and 2014 were normal. That normal for her. That that there is a consistency. They're saying, the defense, according to pre-trial uh, statements, are saying that no, she acted very abnormal for her in June and July of 2014. This is when, from. Uh, Court pleading, court documents, and from pretrial statements, they plan to say that she became involuntarily in- intoxicated with variety of psychedelic with variety of drugs that. Prescription, Perhib- not Prescription drugs, right, Prescription correct. drugs, yes. That prohibited her from acting normally, from uh, giving normal and appropriate responses and to taking normal and appropriate actions to certain situations.
0: So it looks like they'll argue that she was prescribed medication and that medication took her out of her normal state. That is correct. State. And so she, the, the way she was acting then was not her normal state, and the prosecution is trying to show that this was her normal state and that was why they had the testimony from the teammate.
1: That's absolutely correct.
0: Right. Now, looking ahead, uh, you had mentioned that the prosecution is not planning
1: on calling a medical expert, but the defense probably will? The defense, sometime next week, um, will call a, a medical expert who will talk about uh, <clears throat> the different drugs that she took, uh, that, that they were prescribed for her, and their effects that they had on on her um, mm-hmm particularly the effects on an adolescent brain. Uh, the defense attorney, Joseph Cataldo, made a point of, of mentioning that uh, the adolescent brain in this situation. The prosecution, from my understanding, is not planning to call, call its own witness and will attempt to uh, discredit uh, the Um, defenses, doctor, through cross-examination.
0: That'll be some interesting cross-examination. Sure will be. I'm sure. Now, looking ahead to the rest of this week, what do you expect to see Um, uh, here the remainder of this week?
1: I think it's going to go back to police. Uh, to state police, uh, to the actual investigation, into the Texas, and next week I think we're going to get heavily into the defense side of things. I think this, this will wrap up uh, sometime next week, which is a far cry from uh, if it had been a jury trial, a jury trial the expectation was that uh, the verdict would not be in until sometime around the 4th of July.
0: All right. Well, Kurt Brown, thanks for being with us, and we'll continue to keep you guys updated with Facebook Live and Standard Times Podcast throughout the remainder of the Michelle Carter trial and all the way through the verdict. Thank you very much.